Hi, everyone. Cheryl A for the podcast on my watch. Well, a lot's happened in the last couple of days that I want to catch you up on and also uh, to follow up on a few questions that I've had. And thank you for those that send me their responses or their suggestions. Always open to feedback, always open to clarifying points for me. It's complex in its politics, but it's simple in what is happening. And what is happening is genocide and ethnic cleansing. That is becoming more and more apparent, even though the Western mastheads generally don't use those terms. The New York Times, Washington Post don't use those terms. As a matter of fact, the New York Times is becoming a bit of a joke in reference to what's happening in the Middle East. And I'll start with the blast in Beirut that happened yesterday. Really interesting in terms of how Israel is responding to it. So for those of you who missed it, there was a, a bombing in Beirut and Israel claimed and then non-claimed, or did they claim, they're not sure, that seven were killed in Beirut and it was the assassination of a Hamas official. Uh, his name is Saleh Aruri. Um, he was killed in an explosion in Beirut. Now, that, of course, has been <laughs> committed by Israel. Israel going into Beirut, Lebanon, is a whole set of new problems for the US. This is big on so many levels. Firstly, that it was a targeted attack in Beirut where they used some kind of weaponry to target the Hamas leader but what people are saying is if they have that technology, why then did they not use that on Gaza and instead wiped out thousands and thousands of civilians without targeting one Hamas leader in Gaza? So that's a conversation that's going on now. Because of the implications, the global implications, the implications about extending the war and moving into Lebanon, which is a sovereign state, they, for some reason, committed the atrocity, committed the crime of murdering and of going into Beirut to do that with a very, very targeted explosion. Somehow they're nervous about it and they haven't claimed it. So you've got that revolting spokesperson for Netanyahu called Mark Regev. If you haven't seen it, you really should try and find the footage because the man looks like he's having a nervous breakdown. He's nervous. He's bumbling. He can hardly get a word out because he is lying. And I really think that lying is uh, not good for Mark's health. And he seriously is starting to show signs of some kind of nervous disorder. Anyway, watch this clip if you can find it. And he is denying, but not denying, that it was Israel who went into Beirut. He doesn't know whether they're going to own it or whether they're not going to own it. So it's like he's hedging his bets at the moment to see what the response is. Now, the response is, I think, they're worried about the US. So when you watch these criminal gangland TV shows, I love them. You know, they can be about drugs or arms or whatever. And you have two sides working together. And then at some point, one side screws the other. I think this is what's happening right now. Israel is screwing the US. I think the US is now, this is bigger than what we wanted it to be. 
I think there's a nervousness around the administration about where this is going. Interestingly, interestingly, that horrible Ben Gavir, he said yesterday that they are not a star. They're not just another star on the US flag. Whoa, that's huge. That's that's a big thing to say about your ally. It's a big thing to say about the people that have been funding you for years and years. It's a big thing to say about your apparently your best friend who's been giving you arms to commit these atrocities. So I think there's a little bit of tension, <laughs> just a little. The stakes are high, though, so, so it's not that funny. But, you know, the word I would say is there's trouble at the mill right now. And I think the US has underestimated, uh, and this is putting it simply, but I think the US has underestimated the bloodthirstiness and the warmongering of the Netanyahu administration. And I think characters like Ben Gavir uh, are going to be a real headache for Biden and his administration. So I think watch this space. Yes, we do know that it was Israel that um, bombed Beirut or bombed the Hamas leader, but are they going to claim it or aren't they? And how many, truly, how many lies can come out of that state. Honestly, how many lies, one after the other? I mean, somebody's buying into it, but most of us aren't. It is really put full of lies and propaganda, and I think there's a certain kind of desperation now. You know, murdering Gazans is not enough. It hasn't given them the world attention that they want. Biden's been able to pull it off because he's been saying that, you know, Israel has a right to defend itself, but going into Beirut really changes things for the Americans. And it's going to be very interesting because it opens them up to the risk of war in the region. Because if Hezbollah get involved, as we can see, they're not winning against Hamas, but meanwhile the lives lost and the casualties of war are astounding. And I think the US is starting to get nervous in terms of their involvement. And also, too, how much more money does Israel need to continue and how much more support from the US do they need? The closer and closer it gets to election, the more nervous the Americans are. Now, I'm not just being uh, critical of the US. Australia's the same. I mean, you know, Anthony Albanese's been very quiet. But there is definitely, there is definitely some conflict going on between Israel and the US as we speak. But the other conversation that's going on now, if a country strikes, and I'm picking this up from an organisation called Slow Factory, if a country strikes missiles in another country's capital in a densely populated area, killing civilians on a random Tuesday, would the international community call this an act of terrorism? See how it is that we position Arabs to be terrorists and Israel to be defending themselves when they have killed more people in modern times than anyone else at the moment. Now, this is definitely more children in modern times than anyone else. Do you know they're talking now too about relocating the Palestinians out of Gaza, sending them to different parts of the world, trying to make agreements with various countries where they will clear. This is what they do. They offer to clear their debt, their world debt, by taking Palestinian refugees. Now, that's becoming problematic for them because, again, their besties, 
their best friends, the USA, that's not where they want to go with this. They don't want that to happen. So it's really interesting. I think we've reached a point in this massacre, in this genocide, where the two best friends are having a tiff, and I think it's going to be a big one. So watch this space. Now, yesterday we spoke about South Africa taking Israel to The Hague and accusing them of genocide. This is big too. The Israeli government's worried. Now, remember yesterday I spoke about the fact that Israel and the US and a couple of other countries aren't members of the ICC. Australia, as it turns out, is, and so is Palestine. So it's really important that Palestine be a member But I can tell that they're nervous about this as well. They gave us another spokesperson yesterday, and again, try and watch the footage. He had an English accent. I can't remember his name, but he spoke about the fact that they are going to go to The Hague and defend themselves. This is Israel and the Israeli government. But I love this. I mean, it's not funny because none of this is funny, but it's funny in that he accuses Apparently their argument is that they're accusing South Africa of being anti-Semitic. Yep, you heard me right. They're saying that by accusing Israel of genocide, he's anti-Semitic. And it is the favourite trope of Israel at the moment. Anytime that people are critical of their actions, like genocide, like ethnic cleansing, like murder, they use the anti-Semitic stand. I don't think it's going to hold up this time. I don't think the court's going to accept that as an argument. So there you go. I think this is going to be a big problem for Israel. I was worried because they weren't members of the ICC and because they've gotten away with so much. They've had such a free reign right throughout this conflict that nothing could touch them. But it appears that this might be able to touch them. And also a friend of mine sent me this message saying that With the ICC, the problem for Israeli politicians is that if they are indicted, if they are, you know, if it's proven to be that they are committing genocide, which I think is highly likely, they can't leave Israel as they can be arrested if they're in a country that recognises the ICC. So they could move around the world to only non-ICC countries. So I think that's a really interesting point and I'm really going to be watching this closely and see how this unfolds because it's quite interesting in terms of stopping Israel and stopping their atrocities. Apparently, so this is coming from an Israeli journalist called Barak Ravid, that the Prime Minister Netanyahu wants Alan Dershowitz to represent Israel at the hearing next week in The Hague over South Africa's accusations that it is conducting genocide in Gaza. Now, what's really interesting is that he's a retired Harvard Law professor who is known to be a champion of Israel. He defended former US President Donald Trump during his Senate impeachment trial as well now you'll love this, as well as convicted sex offender Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Epstein. Isn't that funny? It really made me think of the company you keep, right? These are the people that you know that you hang out with. And, do you know, it makes me sick to my core that they're the people that they go to. If you're that kind of person that is full of hatred, is full of lies, 
gets away with committing crimes. We're talking about Trump. We're talking about Harvey Weinstein. We're talking about Jeffrey Epstein. All those people, we're talking about the Netanyahu government, seem to be very like-minded. Now, as I said, that's not confirmed, but that's the conversation going on at the moment and has been leaked by an Israeli journalist. So anyway, that's what's happening with the ICC. I just want to follow up too from a conversation I had with you yesterday about the IDF captain who stole a baby. Apparently this isn't a one-off. There's a lot of conversation around saying that they've been stealing babies for some time. Think about that. Think about when you think they can't be any more awful. They're shooting children. They're shooting women. They're shooting pregnant women. They're murdering men. And now they're stealing babies. I mean, it's kind of beyond belief, but it is what's happening. Honestly, every time you think they can't get any lower, they get lower. There's an organisation now that's investigating Israel taking the organs of dead Palestinians. Now, apparently that's been happening for some time. It's not, it hasn't been happening just since October the 7th. They've been doing it for some years. The lack of regard to human life that's not a Zionist is absolutely woeful. I mean, you know, and I know that that's the bleeding obvious at this point, but there must be, when you think of a culture that is built around the hatred of other you just wonder what that country is all about. I mean, truly, and this is exposed so much violence, so much hatred, and they do it all in the name of God. It's astounding. It's astounding that they've been able to get away with it for this long. But, you know, if any good has come out of this, it is the fact that Israel has been exposed. It really has. I just want to talk about, too, because they have been given free reign, the soldiers are rogue, as we know, and apparently they are the best equipped soldiers in the entire world, but they are not in practice. They've got the technology, they've got the equipment, but the people themselves don't seem to be that coordinated and don't seem to be that well-trained and they seem to be quite rogue and blatant, blatant murder and violence. I saw this clip only yesterday of a soldier um, a sniper, and he's just shooting everybody that walks past, including a man and his child. Uh, it's just disgraceful. And also they video these clips and they put them out there because at the moment they have free reign. One last thing before I go, and this has come up a couple of times, I do want to share it with you again because it's horrible on so many levels but also quite funny. This is an article it's a true article in the Jerusalem Post and it says how to use the stress from the Israel-Hamas war to lose weight. You heard me. On that note, go in peace.